Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? Hello everyone, Uh, this is Sarah uh, from Heart to Heart um, Outreach and uh, as I said earlier, I mean, the last time I did a, a video, I did say that uh, I will be coming back and, and, and now and again to do another one. And um, so I found a, a little bit of a chance uh, to do uh, another video. And I think we are going to enjoy it uh, together and learn something out of it because I don't know about you. I'm learning a lot out of this and uh, things that I never thought they existed. And I'm, I'm getting really, really, my mind is getting opened to them. And I walk with my eyes open, my mind open. I see things that uh, average people don't see, you know, and and I'm becoming a help, you know, in not only in my line of duty, but, you know, I'm getting I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a help under general, you know, to to help people if they are experiencing uh, things that I'm learning about, then, you know, I find that I become um, uh, much of, of a help. So I hope we are going to enjoy this together. We are continuing with the same topic of uh, domestic violence, uh, so t- same topic of uh, abuse and uh, abusive personalities because it's a wide range of uh, a subject. It's, it takes a wide range of things to, to, to complete this type of, 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 of teaching or whatever you know you you want to call it so we take it uh, bit by bit you know and 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 then uh, so i will be doing videos uh, tackling you know one part of it um, and then the next time the other part or maybe even going back to the same part to elaborate more so you know this is the subject that i feel at the moment at this uh, pointing uh, time i you know, I feel like we we need to share and and in it and 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 educate each other because it is very prevalent. I can assure you of that. It's very 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 prevalent and it causes huge uh, damage in in mental health and in people's mental health. So um, today we are going to look at the uh, thing that is a, a major issue in a. a uh, the lives of people who have personality uh, narcissistic personality disorders or those who have traits there's one thing that is a major problem in those uh, people's lives and this thing is shame so uh, we often wonder what is the main problem in the life of a person with a, a narcissistic uh, a, a, a personality disorder or traits what went wrong in their childhood you know the big problem in a, a narcissistic uh, personal person, person's life is, is is the inability to deal with or handle shame which stemmed from childhood so we are going to look at the origin of a narcissistic shame not a normal shame by the way uh, we all have uh, moments where we are shameful of the things that we we have done or we haven't been good in areas we 
made false or we've fallen short and that brings about shame it's natural it's it's human but the difference is the average person will uh, knows how would would have gained skills in childhood to deal with uh, moments like that when you feel ashamed because uh, something happened or you failed in an area or you made a fault or you you made a mistake or you fallen short you know you have learned skills in childhood how to deal with that and come out of it or see it as a learning curve and not even think twice about it you know see it oh this is what happened or i've done that and then you learn from it you don't dwell on it you don't let it cripple you or you don't bury it that uh, much deep you bring it to the surface face it deal with it and move on so that's the average person but unfortunately people with narcissistic personality disorders they have not gained those skills in childhood and that's what we are going to look at now that's why these people are the way they are is because of this deep-seated uh, shame that has been buried deep inside of them that they are trying so hard never to have it surface because they don't know how to deal with it not only that they have um, a, a ballooned that uh, uh, the shame you know like treating a, a, a molehill as a mountain you know making something big out of a very little thing and that's how they deal with their shame if they were to f fall short if they were to fail in an area they they feel the shame like everybody else but in their case they double that it is hundred times you know the the the, the way the, the the average person would feel and that's why it becomes such a problem because they just balloon it and it becomes such a mountain of, of, of a problem for them because they have not learned the skills to deal with it so um, there's a commonly uh, asked question in everyday life when uh, people come across narcissistic people and they come to realize what they are actually dealing with after gaining a, a little bit of knowledge then they wonder why are these people doing what they are doing and why are they continuing do you think they know what they are doing? So this is a question that most people would ask. Why are they not stopping? Because they would have fed back to the narcissist that what you are doing hurts me. What you are doing is not good. What The way you speak, you know, the way you act, the things that you do, and, uh, the, you know, all the defense mechanisms, all the backbiting, all the lies, you know, all, all these things, they are hurting. They would have fed back to them. But then, uh, unfortunately, these people don't take anything on board because they are protecting the shame. They don't really want to admit that they are what the other person say they are. So they would never come bring themselves to that admitting admittance of you know the feedback and then so they keep doing what they're doing they never change and then so people start to wonder if they really know what they're doing because they are not changing so the answer is yes they know they know exactly what they're doing they know that what they're doing is bad they know what what they're doing is hurting others they know that what is do they're doing is uh, problematic and it you know it, it, it comes at a cost because it costs them relationships it costs them good people live their lives and um, sometimes they lose good opportunities because of that they have gone through th those uh, things 
all their lives if they are an adult. So they know by now, if they are an adult, by now they know because this personality develops in childhood. By now they know that uh, this brings me negative uh, outcomes, but they won't stop. They just carry on because the main important thing to protect in their lives is the shame that is so deep-seated. If they are going to accept that they have fallen short, if they are going to accept that they have done something wrong, then the shame will surface and they can not even go near anywhere bringing that shame onto the surface. So um, uh, uh, this shame um, grew out of their early childhood before their brains had uh, any ability to remember what, when, or how it happened. What they are doing when they, uh, 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 you know, go about life that way, hurting other people and uh, trampling on other people's uh, toes, what they are doing is acting out the illusion that they are faultless. So they are trying to hide that shame to prove that they are faultless. They are working at putting themselves as the perfect person who never makes a mistake. It's their psyche that is doing that. So they are trying so hard to prove that they are faultless. They suffer from a feeling of fundamental shame, you know, and this, as we said, it uh, started in childhood where their brains uh, have not um, uh, um, uh, had the ability to remember what, when, or how it happened. It is uh, shame all by itself, and it drives them to defend against uh, it at all costs, usually projecting uh, their inner turmoil onto others. So last time, if you remember, the, I did a video on projection, and projection is when uh, uh, the people with this type of personality um, you know, they would, uh, if they did something that is undesirable or something that brings them shame, then they throw that at somebody else. They blame somebody else or accuse somebody else of having done, they say, this thing that they did. And then by so doing, it's a defense mechanism, by the way, so they are protecting the shame. By so doing, they are making sure that they are not accepting the fault, they are not taking responsibility, they are not being accountable. And then if they are not being accountable, if they are not responsible, then the shame will stay where it is. And that's where they want it. So if they are going to say, yes, I've done that. Yes, I've said that. Yeah, I, yes, I'm sorry. Then the shame comes in. We all experience it. When we've done something and some people feedback to us and say, uh, by the way, what you said, I didn't feel okay, you know, when you said this. Uh, I felt this when you said this. Most of the time we will say, oh, I'm so sorry, I apologize. But that comes with shame. I feel ashamed a little bit, you know, when as, uh, I realize that I, I haven't been good. You know, it's just normal, it's human. But then I deal with it immediately. Okay, next time then, I'm not going to say something like this. Next time then, in a situation like this, I'm not going to act that way. So that's how we learn. Then we deal with it, we just forget and carry on with life. But with them, because they have elevated this shame to 100 times uh, the, the, the amount that it actually is, then it becomes such a huge mountain that just crashes onto their psyche and it can just disintegrate their psyche. So they have to protect it, that it doesn't come uh, out. 
and uh, so they project onto others and then uh, push the blame to somebody else and this pushing the blame onto some somebody else that person who is now being painted and labeled as the the, 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 the bed doer is going to be hurt. We know that because the person knows that they did not do that. But here they are being blamed for something that they did not do. Under normal circumstances, that person is going to feel bad. So that's how then they go about life hurting people and uh, getting the consequences of losing people in their lives because that person who has just been projected onto is going to leave definitely will leave uh, uh, the narcissist you know just as the same way as everybody else that has been in that situation so over life they have lost uh, valuable uh, uh, people valuable relationships in all areas of their lives when i say relationships i'm not talking about romantic relationships i'm talking about it could be business it could be family you know it could be um um uh, you know uh, teaming up in any area it could be you know even uh, uh, relatives you know anything that you know uh, warrants a relationship to happen they 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 have problems in that area and it's because of how they do life they, it doesn't, they don't care. They can even project on their boss and they can lose a job by doing that. They can project on anything and then they, they lose whatever they were gaining in that, in that uh, situation. So, you know, they, they live a life of losing all the time, but they can never stop doing uh, life that way because if they stop, then they have to admit that they were not good enough. And then if they admit they were not good enough, then the shame have, has to come into the surface. So when it comes into the surface, it needs to be dealt with. Then this is a person who has not gained the skills to deal with it. So they are going to be sitting with something that they can't deal with. You see where it's coming from. So... As I said, we have all had uh, moments of shame. It's not a nice feeling. In fact, as far as human emotions go, shame ranks among the most powerful of all negative emotions. What causes it? Usually an action that didn't go well or a mistake or a failure to accomplish something the person set out to do or a social embarrassment. You know, when you did something wrong, you get embarrassed. Anyway, it's just life. That's how it is. Every single person has had that moment. Um, if you think back on your childhood, you would, you, would, you would remember the times when as a toddler, you know, you fell when you were learning how to walk and you, you fell. And that was a, such an embarrassment because you wanted to master this walking thing. And then, then you take two steps, three steps, and then you fall. You know, then that's why the child cries because the crying is not because they are hurt. The crying is not because of the pain of falling or the scratches that they sustained. The crying is the shame that they feel. They cry because they are so shameful. But then uh, in a normal childhood, they would get rescued from that shame by the caregiver. So we will come to that as we go. Uh, this illustrates a uh, basic fact of memory. If whatever happened carried with it a strong emotional component, negative or positive, our brains are likely to remember it negative or positive our brains are likely 
to remember it. This is in childhood. So our brains are going to remember that in adulthood, whatever positive or negative happened, that age of um, zero to two years, we are going to remember as, as adults. And that is going to be the main uh, uh, component that would guide us as to how to go about life and interactions in adulthood. Uh, uh, the emotion of the event makes certain that the event gets remembered and the neural pathways for the event and its emotion are wired together in our memory. This is normal and this is uh, most people. This is what most people would do. But what, um, what if the emotional component gets wired without any wiring of the event that's, that caused it? There is this feeling of shame all by itself without any event to explain it, to quantify it, to help you resolve it. It's like the color blue without any blue object. It's like uh, the shame of uh, the, the, the shame that happens in a narcissistic uh, personality dis disorder is, um, as I said, they exaggerate it. It's the psyche is not them it's automatic it's, it's exaggerated to a point where it is the amount or, or that is non-existent the same thing that uh, another person has experienced the same amount of shame that another person has experienced the average person has experienced and they have moved on they have you know, told themselves, um, I'm not going to do that again because I know now that it affects others and da-da-da-da, I learn. Then they go on to learn uh, healthy ways of interacting with others. The same amount that that person could deal with and move on is the same amount that the person with narcissistic uh, personality disorder is experiencing. But in their case, it's so huge because they lack the skills to deal with it and that's why uh, the, the psychologist is, is saying that it it is like you see blue in 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 something that is not blue you you know people are looking they see this thing is is is, is, is white but you see blue because it is non-existent but you you are treating it as if it's there you know it's it's an illusion the feeling of shame is there and it is hardwired. It is uh, all alone. You don't know where it came from. So you, you can't say, well, I won't do that again. You are, the mess, you are at the mercy of your shame neural pathways. So the brain, your brain has not uh, learned to deal with the shame. So you, you don't know where it's coming from. The brain cannot... Um, um, can, cannot find out or detect where this shame is coming from. And, and, and then if you can't detect where the shame is coming from, you, you just can't deal with it. And, and, and then you can't say, okay, I won't do it again. For you to come to that place where you say, I won't do it again, is when you have detected where it's coming from and accept that you have done what is you are said to have done and see it for what it is and say oh yeah it's wrong i do see that i really messed up there but i won't do it again but with narcissistic people that's why they carry on doing what they are doing and how they interact with people because they don't they they can't accept they they, they just 
don't see the origin of 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 this shame we see the origin of the shame is because i did something wrong they don't think they can do something wrong they are this perfect person this uh, faultless person so how on earth can they have done wrong so they that denial is pushing them now into not accepting and not seeing uh, you know where this shame is coming from so they can't change how can they change they they just can't uh, how did that happen when toddlers have a little mishap or can uh, perform a little task they often cry nature made sure mom would come to their rescue and to assure them that it's all right communicate communicate to the toddler that they are loved and accepted even when they they fail so this is a, a you know the nature how it goes under natural um, circumstances nature you know caregivers if a, a child falls they are learning to walk they fall then they cry not because it's painful they cry because they're feeling shame the mother will say oh that's okay the mother would come to their rescue pat them on the shoulder you've done so well don't worry that that, that. that child is going to learn that oh even when i fail my mom still loves me my mom still uh, smiles at me my mom still congratulates me my mom still uh, approves of me you know that child of one and a half year old uh, a toddler is going to take that into adulthood to know that my i'm not defined by the mistake i do so when i made a mistake that doesn't mean is the end of the world that doesn't mean my mom is going to stop loving me because i made a mistake you know I, i'm still loved even when i made a mistake the only thing i need to do is to learn from that mistake and not do it again so they learn that at that age because of how the mother dealt with them when they did a mistake at that early age that's where we are uh, uh, coming from and then uh, crying is sure to get a uh, mom's attention that's in a you know a toddler's life of all created animals only we humans produce tears because we need the trust of others and teamwork on many levels to survive and and that requires a high level of psychological and social development ability to accept our limitations and the limitations of others you see so the problem with uh, people with narcissistic personality disorder and uh, those with traits is that they cannot accept a mistake because they've got to be perfect we said so they've got to be fault less so if they are now going to accept that they have done something wrong it is going to touch on their shame because if for everybody else if you do something wrong you feel that shame so it's up to you to deal with it it's up to you to see it for what it is and not magnify the, the, the shame and make it a big thing when you could just treat it at that level where it is deal with it accept that it's wrong i'm not going to do that again but narcissists can't do that so then uh, they, they, then they tend to not accept that they can be uh, they can have limitations and if you can accept that you have limitations how are you going to accept that other people can have limitations that's the reason why people with narcissistic uh, personality they tend to put 
uh, the bar very high for other people they, to, to achieve their goals or to work at that unachievable level and then people get they 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 get undone in in in, in, the, in that environment because the narcissist will keep it's got this perfection as psyche they are uh, obsessed with being perfect they are obsessed with being faultless they are ex, uh, 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 um, obsessed with being a uh, 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 good more better than anybody else you know they are the best person in the room so now everybody that associates with them have to be at that level and the bar keeps rising and rising very difficult for people to reach the bar that the narcissist has created and then people get frustrated in that uh, kind of environment and that's one reason why they lose people because people can just keep up is way too uh, uh, unrealistic and then they leave with frustration so because they can accept that they have limitations then they can accept that other people can have limitations they don't have that uh, mercy in them to say oh I, I i can see you have made a mistake uh, that's okay you know that don't worry about that uh, let's continue they don't have that ability if someone makes a mistake they will really hold on to that mistake that that person has made uh, to a point where you know or not release that person or refer to it all the time you know reminding the person of what they've done because they just can't forgive a, a mistake in uh, in their own life let alone in in other people's lives they can't forgive themselves and now can they forgive somebody else you know so that's how um, it, it goes in in this in these personalities uh, we, we, we were talking about uh, how mothers deal with uh, little mishaps and frustrations and, and failures that happen in, 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 in uh, toddlers, you know. And then this brings mom to their uh, side to console and, and encourage, encourage the child. And then these are little lessons in, in shame repair. So the toddler, when they get that uh, positive affirmation from the mother, then they learn how to repair their own shame you know so the mother is helping them is doing them in, in in the first instance when the child is that little the mother is actually doing it for the child is repairing the shame on behalf of the child for the child but the child is uh, in turn learning from the mom how to repair shame then they learn as time goes on to repair the shame themselves they don't now uh, depend always on the mom to repair the shame for themselves at a certain age they start now to repair the the, the shame for themselves they know that oh if i uh, failed maybe i i've got 50 percent uh, mark you know on, on on my exam and then you know they come and show it to the mom or the parents and then and then the mom can just say oh no problem learn from that and then next time make sure that you study uh, you study well you know and and then they know so next time they are not even going to be relying on what the mom is saying they are going to have it in them to say oh i got 50 percent doesn't matter i still have another another go at least i haven't been taken out of the class so you know in the next exam i'll make sure that i get 70 or i get 80. so that's how they repair they forgive themselves in a way then they repair then they accept that they have not worked well that's the first step accept that 
you've made a mistake, you have not worked well. That's the, se- the first step. Then the second step is to console yourself. Ah, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to do well next time. That's how they repair their shame. Something that narcissistic people don't have. It's a skill that they lack. So it goes on to say, we learn that it's not the end of the world to make mistakes. Mom does, we do, everyone does. So life is good. And this skill acquired by the age of two is what allows us to enter adult life. I did say that you take that which you learned in that uh, period of zero to two into adulthood. Things that happened during that time span in a toddler's life uh, is going to be vital in their adult life. So um, the skill acquired by the age of two is what allows us to enter into adult life later. Handle, handling our limitations, helping others and appreciating the help we get from them. Uh, having confidence in ourselves and in others. After the age of two, the opportunity to learn, sh- to learn shame repair is over. That's what psychology says. The, you know, shame, especially shame repair, can only be learned from zero to two. Anything outside of that, you, you are too late. Because after the age of two, you, there are other things now to learn. That is um, a developmental milestones uh, you know you, you have other things to learn like you know how to talk and stuff like that so you are progressing your mind is progressing it's not going to be delayed you know and 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 and, and, and staying on on that uh, on that age of learning how to repair shame when they are now is now supposed to be learning how to talk so you continue when there's a gap now that is left that you are going to carry into adulthood so we have two types of uh, mothering styles. Psychology says that when it comes to um, especially um, it, it, to do with shame, uh, how to deal with shame, especially we know that two parents are required to do a good parenting uh, to a child. But when it comes to shame repair, they say the mother is the most important person of the parents to uh, help the child uh, to develop uh, shame repair. So we are going to look at two types of um, mothering styles. There's poor mothering. Some say it's under mothering. Uh, If our early upbringing, our mishaps and cries for help gets mom's comforting assurance and patient encouragement, we master the much needed part art of shame repair so but if our failure uh, produces in mom impatience disdain and disappointment shame repair is not lent constant expectations from mom which we cannot meet can lead to our um, concluding that we are indeed not good enough so here is this mom who is supposed to be under mothering and uh, in most cases in the narcissistic uh, personality this type of mom would themselves have been a narcissist so what they are doing to their child is what was done to them Uh, and then they were raised by a narcissistic uh, mother then they became a narcissistic mother and then they are 
doing a, a narcissistic raising of their, ch their, their children. And unfortunately, that child that is in the receiving end is going to become a narcissist. That's how it runs in families. And then, so we fear that we might be abandoned because of that, you know, how the mom reacted to our failures. A toddler falls and then they miss a step and then the mom um, expresses disdain, expresses um, um, they don't ap appreciate them, they don't uh, accept them, they deny them, they disapprove. Then, um, you know, that child is going to think that they are not good enough and they, they will carry that into adulthood. It gets deep wired in, in, in their psyche to say that they are not good enough. They can never do anything right. So now, as a toddler, they now have to deal with how can I rid myself of this negative feeling that is always there. So we will come to that. And that is what is now forming this uh, person, uh, personality that is called narcissistic. The way that they deal with this shame, the way that they deal with this negative feeling, the way that they deal with this uh, constant feeling of inadequate, inadequacy, unworthiness, and not good enough, how they deal with it is now uh, turning them into a narcissistic uh, pers person. So we will come to that. Um, they now, uh, we fear that we, are, we might be abandoned because of that. When the mother doesn't approve of us, when the mother is not accepting of us, she may leave me. And then failure is not okay because the mom is angry. I made her angry. She doesn't like me because I've, I've done something wrong. And, uh, you know, that uh, we are ashamed of our failures and we are even ashamed of being ashamed. So that's just how horrible it, the whole thing has become to that toddler just because of how the mother that is undermothering or, a, 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 you know, a, a, being a poor mother it has, has dealt with uh, the, the, the fault that the child, the little child, has made. So it has made, a, you know, a, a mountain out of a molehill. And that child is going to carry that into adulthood. So uh, mother number two is too much mothering. Those, these two types of mothers are wrong, you know. Very little mothering and too much mothering. Both of them are wrong and they create uh, wrong personalities in children and they carry those in adulthood. Over mothering can be just as harmful. Mothers who dote on their kids to the point of smothering them. Kids need the freedom to make mistakes. They uh, realize that these were little failures and then receive just enough consoling and encouragement so they feel good about continuing to explore the world and their place in it. Overmothering gives out a message of, in order to maintain this stream of praise and adulation, I have to continue to be perfect. Can you see? So if you are overmothering, you tend to not, you, you, you tend to do things for the child. You don't give the child the opportunity to explore, the opportunity to learn, the opportunity to fail. You end up doing things for the child. You end up uh, overbearing, you are domineering, you are controlling. And then the child doesn't really experience their uniqueness. They don't experience their uh, individualism. And then as a result, then they 
tend to think that they are not good enough that's why mom has to do things for me that's why mom has to because if i was to do it i would never never do it uh, right that's how they perceive it now and then they now tend to uh, believe that uh, for me to be acceptable uh, uh, by mom uh, and in both mothers the undermothering and the over over mothering they tend to think that if for me to be acceptable by my mom it, it is for me not to do any fault then that's when i will be loved every child craves the love of a mother every child is just normal they crave the love of a mother and they will do anything whatsoever to get that type of love so if if in this case uh, they perceive that for my mom to love me and accept me is for me to be perfect that's what they're gonna do they will strive to be perfect they will strive to see themselves as faultless and to prove to the mom that it's not me who has done that because if i do that mom will love me so that's how this personality is formed in early development and then the child does not grow emotionally growing require requires room to make mistakes the ability to know that if you try and don't succeed you keep on trying again and again mom was your natural coach so if you had a good mom then you had a good coach if you have under uh, uh, mothering or over mothering mom then your coach was not good unfortunately and then to defend against the fear of being abandoned some toddlers found out pretty soon what makes mom happy and what doesn't like animals in a lab they shape their behavior to receive the reward of mom's approval and to avoid the pain of her disapproval. The learned adaptive behavior is what is referred to as the false self, a major feature of narcissistic personality, a false self. That's how this mask people talk about wearing masks in narcissistic personalities that's how the mask comes into being because now they 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 they, they create they gear themselves as being that perfect person which they are not because nobody is perfect but because they had had to learn at an early age to be accepted by their mom so they had had now to be this perfect person they have trained their psyche and is wired so deep in their psyche that they have to be perfect to get the approval of the mom and then if now they stick with their mom even in adulthood is even worse if that mom was a narcissistic mom and then they stick with this person for life even in adulthood can you imagine the reinforcement the constant continuation of of that mothering in, in even in adulthood so that person will never learn to accept mistakes they will never learn to uh, accept limitations they will never they will strive at, at being perfect because they are still craving for the love of the, of their mom and then so you know because everyone is uh, uh, prone to making mistakes and it is normal that's why people with narcissistic personality or traits are seen to, to deny their mistakes, try and hide them and project them onto 
others. Everyone else can make those mistakes, but it can never be them, you see. So they, we, we did talk about uh, uh, being able to accept your limitations so you can be able to accept other people's limitations, which is a skill that narcissistic people do not have. And that's why they end up, uh, you know, raising the bar for people to reach and, you know, function at that unreachable level or unrealistic uh, level. And then that is breaking people and people will end up just leaving because they just can't function at that level that is so unrealistic, you know. And then so, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's just uh, uh, because they deny the, 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 the mistake, they deny the fallen short, they, 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 they just can't accept that they can't do they can't be perfect, they can't be, you know, um, um, function at, at, at level above everybody else because they, they have to be above everybody. That's what they are striving at doing. Very competitive. Everything that they do, they are looking at others, what they are doing. Then they want to do it better. They do the same thing, but they want to do it better than the other person. So they are always competitive, always competitive. And most of the time they don't, they are not creative. They don't do things that uh, they uh, like. They created. They do things that they see other people doing, but they strive to outdo those those people. You know, and then when they uh, sense that uh, they have failed, we we said that earlier. Then they project. Uh, instead of them accepting, they project onto, they throw that mistake onto somebody else, and that's how they survive in life. And then this can work for certain periods, but the, the price of this uh, protective strategy is a person who replaced who and what he really is with fabrication, false persona. Any human being lacking the skill of shame repair is haunted forever by that early feeling of inadequacy that drove them to develop this false self in the first place. By the age of two can you see they are haunted they live a life of constant haunted by this uh, shame that they carry they are they don't have a minute of peace in inside of them they are haunted by this shame and they are constantly trying very hard to hide it and they do everything to you know to to to, to keep it where it's supposed to be and never let it uh, surface and come and come to the fore so they can they can deal with it they spend the rest of their lives acting out this uh, fabrication seeking validation from others dismissing their limitations and mistakes avoiding anything that could possibly cause them shame and denying any responsibility in order to keep the bubble of this false perfect self-inflated person they have now become can you see it's a disorder and it's all in the mind they are striving to be seen as this person who can who wins all the time they never fail you know mistakes that they have done they take them out of their lives they deny them they lie about them they do everything to read them of those things try everything to convince everybody to see them the way they have created themselves to be this false person that they are not 
everybody has to see them that way. And that's how they survive. And they work very hard at convincing people that this is who I am. You know, don't look at, don't search, don't look deep. Just look at me, you know, all these fakes, uh, you know, false uh, behaviors that they are trying, mirroring uh, good people, how how good people are, or normal people are doing stuff. They mirror them, they copy them, and then they do those things, and then they just look at what I'm doing. This is who I am. They don't want people to look beyond this, um, you know, um, uh, um, what fake uh, 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 behaviors that they are trying to 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 put on to to, to appear to be you know a, a good person a, a perfect person for that matter. This simply uh, this is simply the adult continuation of the survival adaptation they made when they were still a toddler. They learned this in childhood, as we say, they learned now. To, to survive by being perfect, by being this person that they are not, because nobody is perfect, but they put themselves in that person that doesn't exist, that person that is perfect, perfect that does not exist, you know, but they put themselves there. So they strive all their life to be that type of a person. And they expect everybody else that associates with them to function that way. And they put the bar higher and higher every day for people to to reach which is impossible and that is the genesis of narcissistic personality disorder <clears throat> in closing people who are able to repair shame learned in childhood just automatically apply it in their lives without even thinking is part of uh, being human those who do not have the skill are driven by their childhood feeling of worthlessness and, and and are constantly in fear of being exposed any little thing can trigger their defenses these defenses and the panic behind them override any acceptance of truth fairness or consideration of others they are trapped inside a bubble of their own creation which they protect at any cost so as i said um you know they are constantly in fear of being exposed what are they afraid of being exposed for they are afraid of the shame that is so deep seated inside of them what are they being uh, afraid uh, 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 to, to to be exposed uh, about you know uh, you know as we said why are they so afraid you know of having limitations they are being afraid of being found out that they are they have uh, fallen short of perfection. They have limitations, and uh, that uh, they, you know, they are ordinary. They want to be seen as extraordinary. They want to be seen as a winner. They want to be seen as a hero. They want to be seen as that person that is just high up there. So if you suggest to them that you are ordinary, you are like me. You are like everybody else then you trigger the shame to them it's not like you are like me you are like everybody else to them you are actually saying you are not good enough that's what they're hearing you are not good enough if somebody said you are like me i i won't have a problem because i don't see anything wrong with them so if they are saying i'm like them i'm okay with it but for them i can't be like you because you are ordinary i've got to be high up there so if you take me down to your level then you are insulting me then you are saying i'm not good enough then it triggers the shame and that's why they have a problem with uh, in, in interactions in conversations they pick up things that 
the person is not actually saying, then they lash out at, at, at what they, 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 are, they are perceiving. They feel this subconsciously all the time, uh, this haunting feeling of shame without understanding why or how it started, that others go about their lives without it or how to get rid of it. It is literally all in their minds and it is hardwired. As I said, it's something that is, a, is, um, is not true, it's something that is, is false, it's something that is exaggerated, you know, and then... Uh, but then the mind ceases, their mind ceases that way. Somebody can look from the outside and say, why would you be worried, you know, about that? You know, and because, you know, it's just nothing. But to them, because of uh, how their shame was dealt with in childhood, it has always been made to, 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 to be a mountain, you know, even if it wasn't, uh, it was a small thing you know, angering the mom, making the mom disapprove of them, making the mom not accept them, you know, and then they have had to find themselves striving so hard to win the love of the mom, to, to win the, the care of the mom, to win the acceptance of the mom. So that has been a very bad uh, uh, life for them at, at that early age. So they don't want anything that will take them back there in adulthood. They fight uh, tooth and nail to come out of, of, of that type of, of situation. So to peel away the layers of this false self and the harsh, strong defenses that keep it inflated and to recover the true self are the challenges of therapy. So, you know, as we know that this is a psychiatric um, diagnosis, um, maybe issue because some people who have traits is not a full diagnosis some people have picked up traits some people are worse than others but at the end of the day it needs a insight insight is to say i i admit i've got this problem i admit i affect people negatively and i can see how it affects my relationships and interactions with others i can see how it affects maybe my successes and everything else so i am now going to work towards uh, uh, getting rid of, of 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 this thing that is in me and you do that by seeking help unfortunately people with uh, this personality they never seek help so therapy is is is, is the most um, apparently is the most um uh, uh, effective way of making them aware of what exactly is going on allowing that shame to surface and come to the fore then they learn at whatever age they are to have the skills to deal with the shame that they they have and then they may not be 100 percent, but they will gain something out of it and then they can live better they can become aware you know they will have this self-awareness and then, and then and when you have the self-awareness then you can deal with 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 things differently as opposed to how you have been dealing with them before emotionally they are like a five-year-old in the bodies of an adult you know as i said that um most of them psychology said they get stuck remember that the shame repair was lent supposed to have been learned or it is learned at the age of zero to two so if you miss that period you will never learn uh, you know the, the shame repair even if you go to therapy it can never be 100 percent it's just going to be to a level but not really fully 
uh, there, but it, it will make you aware and make you able to admit that you have phones and everybody else has phones. It's normal. It will help you at least to come to that place where you can you can admit that I have phones and I'm allowed to have phones and I will work at them and better myself and not do them again. So that is now approaching life in a positive manner as opposed to putting that much strain on yourself to be perfect, which you can never achieve. Still yearning, they are five-year-olds still yearning for the for unconditional love nature had promised them, but which their mothers failed to provide. The fundamental flaw in the mind of a person with narcissistic personality is a sense of shame and inadequacy, unworthiness, not good enough. That's who they see themselves. That's what they feel inside. And we know that uh, people with narcissistic personality, they... they um, they, they, they wear masks, they, uh, they come across as opposite of what they really are because of this self false that has developed to deal with the shame. So they wear this false self everywhere they go. So to unsuspecting people or the average person, this narcissistic person comes across as highly confident, very achieving, um, bold, um, strong, uh, always winning, able to do things. And it's all a pretense, you know, because they have to put on this false self. Deep down they know, behind closed doors, they go back to the person they really are. And that's why the people that they are close to and people that they live with, they see a different person when they are out there as opposed to the person that they see at home or the person that they see when they are alone. So th that's how they have this uh, a double personas, a person for the public and a person for the close uh, acquaintances or relatives or, you know, friends or whatever the case may be. So, you know, they need to uphold that all the time to get rid of the shame. And the poor person is cursed, this is the narcissist, cursed with this haunting feeling and will use others to try to purge their mind of this inner turmoil, even if it's just going to be temporary. As long as it will relieve the turmoil for one minute, they will do whatever it takes to relieve that. It doesn't matter. That's why they try to make you feel worthless and not good enough. That's projection. So they project their feeling of worthlessness, inadequacy, not good enough. They project it to other people because to carry those feelings with them around is going to psychologically shatter them. So they would rather take those negative feelings, throw them at somebody else. So what do they do? They then point at others and refer at somebody. They would always have someone that they would uh, put those negative attributes to them. They are, uh, they, th that one saying to everybody else that that person feels uh, they, they inadequate. That person uh, has a problem with self-esteem. That person has a problem with uh, confidence when actually it's them that are having 
those problems, but they are trying to take the attention away from themselves to an innocent person who has no issues whatsoever in those areas. So that when they do that, they are trying to uh, get these people not to discover what they are trying to hide by looking at that person that they are projecting onto. And it happens, they get successful because people will now start to look at the person they are now pointing a finger at. That person sometimes doesn't even know that that, that is what is being said about them. And then everybody is focusing on them because this narcissist is saying this about them. And then by so doing, then they don't look at the narcissist. If they look too closely and too deeply at the narcissist, they will discover those uh, uh, negative uh, qualities but because the narcissist is diverting their attention somewhere else then they don't look at the narcissist then they don't discover those things in in the narcissist it takes someone who has been educated someone who has learned this thing someone who has come across it uh, to, to know that mm -mm, it's not that person it's you it takes that that's the reason why we need to learn. That's the reason why, because innocent people are suffering. And then, you know, and then uh, the people that are uh, uh, carrying those uh, negative things, projecting them on innocent people, sometimes, you know, is is hard, you know, uh, on, on, the, on the innocent people that are being used as scapegoats. So knowing these things is, you know, it it helps. That's why I say it may not happen to you. It may not even uh, have happened to you. It may not have happened to somebody you know. It may not have happened to anyone. Uh, but, you know, you never know. You are still on this earth. You are still alive. Somewhere along the way in your life, you are going to be a help to somebody. So it's good to know, it's good to be educated, and it's good to, uh, you know, to, 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 to be aware of all these things so that, uh, you know, innocent people don't continue to suffer. If, if the narcissist doesn't want to get help, then we, uh, you know, we, we will be uh, 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 protecting other people from them because you can make that person aware that don't worry, you know, it's not you, it's them, you know, and that can help that person to see that somebody understands what is going on. Somebody understands what I'm going through, you know, by you understanding can help that person that is being victimized, you know, and scope, scapegoated uh, in, into, into, into believing that they've got support. And this takes you to know you to, to have been educated, you to have gained the self-awareness, for you to help the one that is being victimized. Unlike us being at the mercy of the narcissist who will just twist us around their little finger and then get them on their side and teaming up against an innocent person with them, which is damaging even more to that person who is innocent. Because we lack knowledge, we don't see beyond what we see in the narcissist. And then we fall into the trap of, of helping them. And then it is just enabling the narcissist to carry on living the way they live. You know, we are enabling them. We are encouraging them to, 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 to go on and on and on in their life to do what they are doing. That much damage to innocent lives. So, you know, and then, um, so, you know, uh, it, it, it continues to say that uh, here that um, they will try and make the victim feel 
worthless and not good enough, always raising the bar. I mentioned that um, uh, that you know earlier that they raise the bar that uh, people will never reach. Uh, yeah, the victim becomes their punching bag. You know, this is the person that they are projecting onto, and then they they the, the person that they are projecting onto is usually the person with good traits. And then they then copy the good traits that they see in that person. And then they mimic them. And then they, they, they portray that to the public. And then they make the public believe that they are just as good as that person that uh, they are projecting onto, you know. And then, or they are just as good as uh, the average person. And then they say that one is not good because uh, they are... Uh, they have these uh, negative things because they are throwing everything that is about them to that person. And then they are stealing, in a way, they are stealing the good things uh, from that person and taking them onto themselves. They are learning from that person, but they are learning in secret. And then they are taking those things and put them onto themselves to, 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 to what? To... To, to present to, to, to the world out there. And then they fake it. And then the world, unfortunately, because the world is not educated in this area, they then believe that the narcissist is the person they are presenting to them. And this is the false self that we are talking about. And then in the meantime, the scapegoat who has good traits is being painted with a black paint. And then they look like they are the one that is, is bad. Then the narcissist gets away with murder. That's how it goes. That's how this personality is dangerous. And it lands people in psychiatric uh, settings. That the scapegoat is the one that is going to land up in psychiatric setting if they don't get help. Because they are being painted with all this and they are being treated by everyone everybody as the person that the narcissist is portraying to them. And then, uh, you know, uh, copying uh, the, the, the good traits of the scapegoat, the way uh, the scapegoat do, does life, because they are envious of the scapegoat, but not for the scapegoat as accomplishment. The scapegoat is this person that they are projecting onto. They are not envious of the scapegoat's achievements and accomplishments or success or anything like that. They are envious of the scapegoat's personality. The things that they see in the scapegoat that are so good, the way the scapegoat go about with life, the way they interact with people, the way they are just as a person, they are envious of that. Because that's what they don't have. They have the opposite, which is horrible and horrendous. So they now get envious of that person, not because the person is successful, but because the person is the way they are. And, uh, you know, and then they, they see that the person hasn't got this shame, deep-seated shame. They know how to deal with shame. When they do something wrong, they come out of it very quickly. When they fall short, it, it, you know, they just don't even think twice about it. You know, they are accepting of other people's faults. They are accepting of other people's limitations. You know, they, they are just like that. And then they are envious of that because they can't do it that way. So that's the, the thing that they, you know, they hold or, uh, 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 
you know, uh, uh, they, they hold on to, to the, the scapegoat about. That's why they are envious of them. And it's because of how the scapegoat is, is doing life. But then they don't communicate that to the scapegoat. They will never say to the scapegoat, I envy you because you've got this, you've got this quality, you've got this quality. They will never do that because that will now confirm to them to say they are admitting that they have fallen short. They are admitting that they are not good enough. That will trigger the shame. So they can never bring themselves to feedback to the good person to say, you know, I envy, I envy you because you are so good or I admire you because you are so good. They will never say that. They will talk about themselves in the false self. They will talk about themselves as this perfect person, this good person, which is all false because that's what they've acquired as they were uh, uh, growing up in, in, in all of, of in, in childhood, from childhood to where they are today. So this is a very serious thing because, you know, the, the person is damaged, obviously, but then they are now going on damaging other people. It's not just them damaged, it's just them damaging other people. So this now brings us to the end of our, uh, our talk today. And I hope you have really learned a lot. Uh, I, I learn all the time. I learn all the time. And, um, you know, I work in a setting, as I said, I keep saying this, I work in a setting that uh, I, I, you know, in mental health and I do come across a, a lot of people that have been damaged by this re, uh, type of people, you know, in every setting. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, intimate relationships, you know, although most of the time uh, it is, but, uh, you know, it's not always intimate. It's, it can be family, it can be mother, father, it can be siblings, it can be relatives, it can be work colleagues, it can be uh, boss at, at work, it can be you know, in business, uh, business uh, partners, it can be, you know, uh, every, you know, setting, you know, every setting, including even religions, you know, so it, it takes a whole lot of, of, of uh, and, and a whole uh, spectrum of life uh, for this uh, to, to manifest. So that's the reason why we need to be aware of this. And, and that's why, I'm, you know, I'm doing this because I see people that come seeking help, very damaged by this. And, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, this needs to be known out there because, uh, you know, there are people that are teaching on this and talking on this, uh, you know, but then if, if many of us uh, get to, to the knowledge of this and spread the, 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 uh, this uh, knowledge and make as many people as, as possible to be aware of this, then many people that are victimized can really uh, be helped. You know, and who knows, maybe even people who are suffering from this personality can um, come to a place where they now, you know, admit and seek help for themselves and then, you know, uh, live a better life, uh, you know, thereafter. So, yeah, as I said, uh, this is the end. And uh, thank you very much for listening. I know, you know, uh, putting up with uh, everything that I have had to say, you know. But, you know, as I said, I think yeah, it has helped you. So thank you very much. And before I go, I just wanted to remind you of uh, uh, my book uh, that is still available on Amazon. And if you go on my website, www.saramuloi.org, uh, uh, there's a portion where you can um, access it there and um, uh, it will lead you to uh, purchasing a, a copy 
and also you know if you just go on Google and uh, Google it by name uh, it will pop up in many bookshops now you can get a copy and uh, please do purchase one and um, you know support um, uh, us in this work because um, we when you support us then we will be able to uh, spread our wings and and support others uh, as well we are not just doing this you know uh, domestic violence uh, you know we're not just dealing with uh, domestic violence as, as as such we are doing a whole lot of uh, you know other works that um, um, the lord is is bringing in, in 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 our hands you know we are endeavoring to do uh, a lot more we are looking at helping uh, people who are are coming out of, of prison uh, this is something that we are uh, endeavoring to to look into and and start um you know we have taken a step of faith and then uh, we, we need to to grow in it and and help those who um you know are coming back um, uh, from jail and 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 being incorporated into society helping them uh, you know from baby steps to uh, uh, using the skills that they learned in prison and do something you know with their lives so this uh, needs us to have the resources to help these people when they come out they don't have a penny to their name they don't have a place to live they don't have anyone some have been abandoned by their families them are uh, uh, you know they, they don't have anyone anyone totally anyone so this is what uh, we feel the Lord is calling us to do as well. So we don't just do, uh, you know, domestic violence abuse, but, you know, we are looking at a, a wide variety of, of things that uh, the Lord uh, is allowing us to do. So your help by purchasing uh, materials and uh, will help us uh, move even more further into, you know, uh, the hand of, of helps uh, to, to help um, uh, people that have fallen short in their lives to come back up. You know, everybody needs somebody to come to come back up. Everybody needs support. So your help is uh, is very very much important to us. And uh, please uh, do like and share and comment and uh, you know and uh, the, the videos uh, that we put on, on on YouTube as well. And we need to know your feedback even on the on my um, uh, blog. Um, you know, on the website you can leave a comment there. And just let us uh, know how we are doing and also if you have any suggestions as to what things we need to, to talk about, you can suggest those things and then uh, we, will, we will consider those things. So, yeah, as I said, um, I will keep on bringing, um, you know, uh, uh, bit by bit because it's a wide range of things. So next time I'm going to be looking at um, the uh, uh, mother-child relationship uh, dynamics in a uh, people with uh, narcissistic personalities because as we said the mother is the most important uh, 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 part of this person's life and then so we are going to be looking at uh, the mother-child relationship what happened there and what happens in this type of personalities uh, as uh, relationships with, with their mothers what uh, led to them being the way they are you know, and then so that's uh, something that I'm going to be bringing uh, with my next video, which I, I can't tell you when, uh, but it will come when I'm ready. So, yeah, bye.